1: happy 420 brother man fuck that let's get to it what time is it game time want but i feel like the 83 bulls high as fuck (laughs)
0: hey man look Uh, hilarious on that note um (laughs) it it, it took me a second it was like 83 bulls but on that note why do you feel like the 83 bulls
1: because there there was drug problems in the in the 80s in the nba and they talked about it a little bit uh, on that when jordan first came in there he went to the hotel room and he said there was different sections some smoke. But weed. why
0: but but why do you feel like the 83 Bulls?
1: Oh, why did I say 83? Because that's what you know, because um, I'm from Phoenix and Phoenix had problems right then. That was more of a that year is uh Motherfucker, you are
0: giving me all the answers but what you just told me.
1: What There's, cause cocaine was all over the NBA. No, nigga, you took an edible. Oh, I, I thought you realized that already. The, no, but the audience don't know that. I didn't realize that, because you know why? You took an edible. <laughs> last time I took an edible before when we did the podcast, it was... It was horrendous. It was bad. It was bad. I'm, I'm going to be in it, though, this time. I'm going to be in it.
0: Well, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Since we're really talking about Jordan and the last dance, just know, Andy, that if for some reason the edible makes you feel tired, weary, or you have flu-like symptoms, I'm going to carry you into this like Pippin did, Jordan. In the flu game, <laughs> so I'm going to cover you, dog, dude. Um, don't, let's do, yeah. let's get into
1: it, man. Because let's uh, go, motherfucker. The, the only problem I have with this is that we both agree, and you know it would be great if I was a LeBron guy, because that way we could do this back and forth thing. No, but
0: I see. I don't think you need to. I think that this will still be just as as good, even though we're harmonious. Okay. Because we, we, we're both on the same side fighting the same villains. Okay, but uh, but we both have different superpowers in terms of thoughts and angles upon attack.
1: Okay, but before we even get into the Jordan part, I just want to say this. I saw a bunch of people complimenting the music to this uh, documentary. As oh! Well. But, do you realize that everything you're saying is a juicy talking point? Yeah, but, but what I want to get to before you even say this is all these, all these young dudes calling us old heads... Yes. And how much did, when they heard that music, they got the feeling. They finally got it because it, it came in at the right place for them to hear it so that they heard what we've been hearing.
0: I don't even know that they, I don't even know that they appreciated that because they probably wanted to hear some little Yachty or some Trap Shit or some Uzi Vert to play legendary artists like Kim and fucking LL Cool Jays. I'm bad. I don't even think registered. But I, but I, I, but I hear your point, and I agree with you, and I'm going to put a pin in that, because I actually want to go back a little bit to the beginning. Okay, let's do um, it. You know, you, 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 you mentioned the... Uh, and first of all, before we officially got started, you had said something to me about uh, my posts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw all your Instagram posts afterwards.
0: Right. And you were saying that uh, I looked what?
1: You looked like a cartoon. You were so animated. The way you were shaking your head, your hat was moving around, I was laughing my ass off as soon as I saw those.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, One person wrote me and they said, especially this one post in particular, where every time I was yelling, like, ah, like I was this deranged fan, (laughs) I was purposely shaking my phone to add to the chaos. And one dude wrote me, he said, man, you funny, but my phone is about to get a restraining order against you. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) it. That
1: made me laugh, man. Dude, uh, you got you can't have mustard on your shirt though while you're yelling at all the young dudes. Hey,
0: listen, man. I like I said, I I right now, like if there's if if there's ever a moment as much as you guys have heard me talk about MJ, listen, man, I, I'm I'm watching this shit. What I'm not showing you is what you should be nervous about. I got my jersey on, nigga, and I'm Winnie the Pooh from the waist down. I got no trousers, I got no drawers. Get hard as a motherfucker. This is I'm this is a I'm a fan bitch, nigga.
1: Man, I wonder how many people just turned off the podcast.
0: No, they I listen, I I, I posted that on the Instagram post. <laughs> nigga, I am but a new cad from the waist down. Loving this. Um dude, I'm gonna tell you, uh from the gate, wait, let's go back to the drug thing for a second. Uh well, here's this. Here's what I really love about this fucking thing, and I've been screaming this for the longest finally 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 we get to hear shit and see shit about mj that we didn't know we about to hear things we're not used to hearing yeah we've heard the stories yeah we've heard the myths but now we're seeing it we're hearing it and it's like this whole again don't tell me about him getting uh getting cut from the high school team i don't want to hear about his work ethic I don't want to hear about the shit, blah, blah, blah. We've heard a million times. This nigga's cussing. Yo, they keeping the curses. I thought they would bleep that shit. Yo, they showing this nigga cuss. They showing them raw. They showing them real. I, I, I love that because this is the shit I've always heard. And now I'm like, finally, they giving us the raw, cut, cocaine, uncut cocaine, nigga. We sitting at the table with Sosa. We at the meeting. We have the meeting with Sosa, nigga. Well,
1: There's no lying in you, Tony. Well, well, this is him, though. He actually, he's the one speaking. He's the one narrating. He's the one giving it up right now. It's about time.
0: Well, I don't know if you heard, but th- it was said that they've had this documentary sitting in a vault for, I think they said, two decades, and he owns the rights, and he never wanted to release it. But the day he decided to release it was the day that LeBron James won the championship in cleveland and some people were hinting at did he do it because he felt threatened like his legacy was being threatened he wanted to remind people hey wait a minute now
1: yeah i think he released it for that reason though you really think he felt threatened i don't think he felt threatened but he like you just said i'm gonna remind some people well god damn it i'm with him all in favor say aye Dude, the one person, that if they don't end up this series by just looking at Steve Kerr and going, all right, so who was better? The Warriors team you coached or the Bulls team you were on?
0: What do you think he would say? Uh,
1: He's the competitor, too. I mean, you can't be and be in this game. He's going to have to go with the Bulls because he was playing. He has to.
0: Even at the risk of maybe fucking up some vibes in the... Golden State locker room?
1: No, because I think that that would be to the competitive nature that every player would understand that there's no way he's going to go against his, the team he actually played on. Every competitive, every person that's, that plays in the NBA, they have to be ultra competitive. They can't be weak. They have to believe in themselves. And if he can't walk in that locker room and goes, nah, I think I could have posted you up. I think I could have taken you. I would have put a three in your face. If he can't say that to the guys he's coaching, then he can't right. be the coach.
0: Right. Well, you know, listen, I, and, and, you know, one of the great things about Phil Jackson is he's he's a great mastermind. He knows how to handle egos. But, you know, I think to be a good coach, you got to be a little bit political. And anytime time he was ever forced to answer the question, who's better between the two guys you coached, Kobe or Michael, he always found a way to politically walk that line to where you felt like he answered it, but he didn't answer it.
1: So I'm wondering if, if 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 Kerr will do the same thing. I I'm hoping Kerr actually sticks up for his own game and says the truth. The Bulls would beat that team. The I, I listen. I love that Golden State team. Golden State would not have beat the uh, Detroit team before the Bulls. They would not have beat that team. They would not have beat the the um, championship. Uh, Celtics team, and I'm not sure which year, but there was one year where the, the Celtics were under 84. Okay, 84. Yeah, they weren't going to beat the the Golden State Warriors. Would not have beat that team, so they can get over the fact of the Bulls. It was a different game. I get everybody. Let me, let me let me help you
0: out. Let me help you out. I don't think the Golden State Warriors beat any of the teams you said. Plus the Shaq Kobe Lakers, the Magic Kareem Lakers, the. Shaq, Penny Hardaway, Magic. I don't think they beat none of them teams. Let Man. me tell you something. Every time people and I and I got into it with one dude who said to say who was like, you know, no way the 72 and 10 Bulls beat the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. And I said, "Hold up, dog. First of all, before I dissect this, let's look at the record. The Bulls were 72 and 10. I know that Kevin I know that Kevin Durant uh, uh, Golden State team wasn't that. So if they're 72 and 10, what do you think that is? A testament to bad defense? Defensively, they were a better team. Now if we go through the matchups, Ron Harper, size, length, was a great defender. I don't think he completely shuts down Steph Curry, but it's not going to be easy. Jordan on Klay Thompson shuts him down. Is Klay shutting down Mike? Absolutely not. Kevin Durant and Scottie Pippen I still think Kevin Durant will be Kevin Durant, but Scotty's gonna be a fucking headache. Dennis Rodden statistically gave Shaq problems, so Draymond Green is a fucking rap. The Bulls had two seven footers who could legitimately shoot Bill Winnington and Luke Longley. That opens up the lanes for Michael and Scotty to drive. Two three point specialists and Steve Kerr and Judd Bushler. Six man, Andre Igadala versus Tony Kukoch. That would have been tough for either one of those guys. And on top of that, like I said, team defense? No. I think the Bulls sweep the Warriors easily.
1: I'm not going to go with easily, but I think they beat them. In seven-game series, there's no way. I understand what you're saying on a sweep, but I'm going to give them some talent I because the, the, they're a great team. Golden State is a great team, but team for team, I got to take the Bulls all the time across the board. And I agree with you on the teams that they couldn't have beat. Um, it was a different game. And I know everybody thinks that it's faster and all the uh, athleticism in the world makes the difference, but it's, it, there's two players. Well, there's three players and they didn't bring this up. They didn't really bring up uh, uh, bird, but there's three, there's three players that you would want to take that last shot. And that that's Jordan. That's Kobe. And that's bird.
0: Right. I'll pick any one of those
1: three over LeBron. That's LeBron comes off the bench if I have to pick my starting 5. I sent you my starting 5.
0: Oh, I think that's crazy for you to say.
1: He comes off the bench. I can
0: hear, I can hear all of the LeBron fans killing you in, in, right now.
1: He comes off the bench.
0: Who's in front of him?
1: In front of LeBron?
0: Yeah. Well, he's like on in a
1: starting 5. In starting 5. My Who's two starting 5. My two forwards are you yeah. My two forwards, I put I put Bird in, and then I probably go Tim Duncan.
0: I definitely see Tim Duncan,
1: best power forward ever. But but you have to look at my whole starting five to understand why that team works for me. Okay, so who's the starting five? I got I'm too high to remember. I got to look it up. But I can tell you, I, I don't have to look it up. I can remember. Um, my starting five would be Kareem at center then you got uh-huh. a Duncan so you got you can, you can miss you can mix that up well Kareem has to stay at the center, but Duncan could play center uh then I have bird I have uh Jordan uh, Jordan I have magic. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Yeah, that's
0: a good start to five but, but most people will say you don't put bird in ahead of uh LeBron Look, go to the I, sc- even, even, even I gotta go even I gotta go you know
1: go to, go, go to the stats.
0: Listen, man, you know, again, I, 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 a lot of this is going to sound like I'm repeating the same shit. But, but again, I, you got to say, I, I'm not I'm shitting you, dude. I've watched this thing seven times, both episodes, between the time it aired and, and me talking to you right now. It's on in my theater room right now. Like, I'm infatuated with this because so many things that I've always wanted to know are, getting, are, are being shown Michael Jordan has always remained a mystery. And to me, this is why I got to say he's kind of like Dave Chappelle in terms of his greatness. I think that when you, no matter how good you are, when you constantly put yourself out there to be accessible to people, it loses, it loses something. There's a mystery and a mystique. And Michael's not like Barkley or Shaq, or, or where he's on TV every week, or he's commentating games. He only comes out every once in a fucking blue moon. So when he does have something to say, when he is being funny, it's wonderful to watch. Like when the guy asked him about the 80s bulls and he goes, did you see the article where they called them the, the Chicago cocaine circus? Yeah. To see Michael crack up like that and then curse and, and just, I, man, I love it, dude, I love it. Cause I've always said I would cut my pinky off to be able to sit in a room with him cigars brown liquor playing cards no cameras and have him talk how he talks around people when it ain't about sometimes i dream i don't want the image i don't want the brand i want that nigga from north carolina
1: well, you saw the drink sitting next to him too the whole time of course but i didn't see it move like the, le- the level i don't i not i haven't seen him drink it yet again i
0: think image yeah he's protecting his image like, we know he drinks. He even said, you know, I, did. I didn't smoke. I didn't do lines. I, I didn't drink then. Yeah. So we know he drinks. But again, when that camera's on, it tells the truth. And, you know, he's, he's still masterminding, hey, I'm give, what you're going to know about me is what I want you to know. Not because you caught me slipping. It's fucking great. And when they opened up the, the show, the first thing I noticed... And this is where I gotta go. Sometimes life is fair. Did you see that nigga's feet?
1: Nah, I didn't see
0: him. Michael got fucked up feet, nigga.
1: Bunions, hammer time, nigga. Dude, they're, they're running up and down court. Of course it's gonna fuck up your feet.
0: I'm sure everybody's feet ain't fucked up.
1: Jumping that high, coming down, like, jumped high.
0: Got to land on those toes. feet.
1: I'm like, you can't be 6'6,
0: handsome, sexy, movie star, jaw. Pretty chocolate skin, six-pack, nice shoulders, rich, famous, and have nice feet? Yeah, there's some chinks in that armor.
1: If you got to give something up, give up nice feet. What do you got? He got them ears, though, too. What's wrong with his ears? They stick out quite a bit. He ain't got the Will Smith for the Martin Lawrence. He's pretty close to the Will Smith, Yeah.
0: Will Smith shit is like two satellite dishes. Martin got the Martin got the uh take
1: a look. Stop looking at him the, the, like a fan and look at his ears. No, no, I
0: will see, but no, his ears are proportion. He ain't got like sinbad. But body. they stick We're, out where like the waist and torso is just
1: too no, crazy. But the top of them stick out. So I'm just saying if you're giving taking on putting giving them taking off points for his toes, I just took it off for his ears. That's all.
0: I'm just I'm just saying I'm glad there's no such thing as perfection. Okay. You know what I mean? Because for all the regular folks out there, you know, it's like, God damn, how much can a motherfucker
1: be blessed? But he also has, and I'm not saying that it's a bad personality, but what you said something that was key, you said that he doesn't say anything, he doesn't come out like, and you used uh, Charles Barkley, you used Chuck. That's 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 why uh, In the, when the Suns played the Bulls, that's when you watch Jordan and, and Barkley play, although they were they they played well there was good matchups between them man it's that killer instinct that's the thing about jordan that's the thing about kobe that's the thing you can't that's the winning ingredient and when i watched when i when you were talking about chuck right now but that's what makes jordan's life now because he can't turn that off right a little sad actually because chuck well, looks no. like he's having a good time <clears throat> charles is having a great life uh, what's, what's, so the suggestion is Mike is not. I'm not saying that he's not having a great life, but he's living life in the world with everybody, and I think that that the Jordan's a little. Obviously, Jordan is way more closed off. He's way, he needs. He he protects himself more. He puts but he, himself. But, but, the to show. A, but to an extent, he has to be. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't get the same life that someone like Barkley who doesn't have that. I think it's a little different.
0: Yeah, listen, man, it almost depends on what, 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 what do you want more? Like if you could be that successful, have that many rings, be that famous, but you had to trade in your privacy and your freedom and your ability to go to the grocery store or the mall or just out in public versus not having any of those things sacrificed, but have Charles Barkley's career, what would you rather have?
1: You know, when you're younger, obviously you want to have Jordan's career. But when you're older, I think you do want to be able to enjoy your life. You want to be able to go to the, the bar and not have to have, be surrounded by a bunch of entourage and, peop- and security. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I was not blessed with either success, young or old. So I don't really know. I, I, Let me ask you this. Let me
0: ask you this. And, and this will lead into my second thing. Do you think Jordan will ever get to a point? where he can step outside his house no. and no one not care. He won't get mobbed.
1: Um, not as long as LeBron's still playing, too. Because the, that, that's, that's kind of incited more uh, of this. You know, Jordan, it, it, it's interesting because now that he, you, you would think that he wouldn't be as recognized now. He's been out of, out of it for a lot longer. But when he was playing, there wasn't social media. And every, he had that rock star attention. Now there's social media, so people can get a whole people can see more about you. And he doesn't even have an Instagram account.
0: But but they, again, I think what they see of him is not anything <clears throat> that he's putting out there. It's old footage, old images, old sound bites. So it's not the same.
1: No, it's not the same. But it keeps him out there right now because I, I would have thought it would have slowed down a little bit more for him. I didn't think the interest. I knew there would be interest in this documentary. And let me ask you this, though. Do you think this documentary would be as important to everybody if we weren't locked up for the last uh, month in our houses?
0: I think absolutely it would. But I think part of what fuels this
1: documentary is the, Kobe, is the LeBron-Jordan debate. Right. And that's what I'm saying. As long as, as, long as LeBron's <coughs> playing, I think that he's not going to be able to walk out of his house. Right now, there's more interest in Jordan just because of the argument. And
0: here's why I'm also glad that Mike finally put this out, because I never thought that this would happen. And maybe it's foolish thinking on my part, because to go to go back to what I'm saying, you cannot stay blazing hot forever. You cannot stay super popular forever. As iconic as Muhammad Ali was, the older he got. I won't say the less people cared, but but the stigma Is not the same because the younger generation does not know you like that. They're not invested in you like that. Yes, they know of you, but they don't have a passion for you. And I'm saying that to say this. I don't think Jordan would have to be 85 years old to where people would just go, who? Oh, whatever. But it does feel like even still at his age, it has just become popular to disrespect this man. It's like there's it's it's like and when I say that, I mean this young generation, it feels like when you look on social media and you read the shit online and you hear what they say. It's one thing for you to believe you all legitimately believe LeBron is greater than Mike. Why? Because he's my generation. I saw him. I didn't really see Mike. That just means you're uneducated. But when you read things like overrated, he played against truck drivers and plumbers. Bums. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. So you're not just disrespecting Mike. Barkley, Ewing, Reggie Miller, fucking Karl Malone, fucking uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, uh, Shaq, Kobe, David Robinson, Hakeem, Patrick, all bums. All these guys are Hall of Famers. All these guys are all stars. Bums. Like that's where we're at. We just disrespecting Mike now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wonder how much he pays attention to the disrespect versus the people who are disrespecting him, how much they spend on his shoes. Well, what I, I
0: would want to know is, and I, 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 I doubt they'll say it. Listen, if they do this in this documentary, I will totally, this, this deserves an award. I hope somebody has the balls or the courage. Put that question to Mike because I really would like to know. And I know most people would assume, look, when you're Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time, worth $2.1 billion, icon, he probably don't give a fuck what people think. He's a competitor. I think he cares to an extent.
1: Yeah, but- and I hope
0: somebody puts that question to him. Like, Mike, do you know about this disrespect?
1: How do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I I he's a businessman now though. He's he retired from basketball. His legacy hangs. I think that billion dollars, that billion dollar company, 23 Jump jump man is is more important at this point to him. I don't doubt that. But but the com, but the competitor in
0: him, the human being in him, I don't care what anybody says. That's one of the biggest clichés ever. When athletes and entertainers go, I don't I don't read the papers. I don't pay attention to the press. You might not, but you do.
1: You care a little bit. So then, do you think he put out the documentary? Agreed to it because he he. Where where do you think his head was at when he agreed to put out the documentary? I think a little bit. I think a little bit. He felt it. He felt it a little bit. He want, he wanted to kind
0: of remind people, hey, I'm not dead. There's no need to disrespect me. Don't mourn me. I'm a bad motherfucker. Look at my work. Listen, that clip that we talked about where he's playing pickup with with Tom Brady somewhere in a park, and he told the dude, hey, man, you got YouTube? You better look up Michael Jordan's career. (laughs) Come on, man. He cares a little bit. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think you have to because you built that. Even though it hangs on its own, I still think you built it. So yeah, of course you care, but I, I... I think that he's gotten to the point where it feels like he might be distancing himself a little bit from just caring about that and having more well
0: I, it's like this look, I think he's been more than humble enough and willing enough to acknowledge this younger generation. He shows love to dwayne Wade he shows he showed love to all the young guys coming up carmelo kobe a, uh, AI tracy McGrady he's never acted like he's been too big for them, so he, he I think he doesn't mind passing the baton but don't disrespect me or treat me like i i wasn't shit yeah so and and listen i get because this is my era this is my era and i can't let some of these girl boys with these tight spandex pants and this and and, and all this you know with these manginas come in here and disrespect my era
1: but i i you know i know that you said that he is competitive, so he's going to see it as disrespect. You're right. But when you got the general manager of the team, Jerry Krause, disrespecting you while you're doing it, I don't think that the average guy sitting on his sofa texting something into the Internet means that much to him. He had to deal with the general manager of the team disrespecting him, his game, and what he brought to Chicago and the team. So right. if you went through all that, how could you care about some – some dude on the sofa with his two thumbs telling you that you were bum. Do you really care? Right. Uh, yeah. And again, we'll never know. It's all
0: speculation. Yeah. But That's what, why I would love for them to corner him and ask him.
1: What did you think about Jerry Krause though in this? Did you know that it was that, that heated? I knew that it was heated. I didn't know. That oh yeah. Was- no, I, I know. Cause, cause again,
0: I'm a Jordan groupie. So I, I probably own like seven books autobiographies about the Bulls and Jordan. And I know that they didn't like Krause and they made fun of him. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that I saw on first take this morning. That was asked to Stephen A. Smith and Max.
1: Do you feel sorry for Kraus? I feel sorry for him in the way that I feel sorry for people that fuck themselves that have the opportunity to do be great and in a great situation. Damn, Andy, you feel sorry for me? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel sorry for those people, and they don't get out of their own way, and they fuck themselves. He did, because he, he will never get the credit that he does deserve for putting... Because people have to remember, though, too, going back to this, you had to build a team through the draft and through trades, but they weren't easy to do because of the, the structure of the NBA at the time. So it's not like where the players would talk to each other and then they would go get some players and then they would get on a team and they would have a powerful team. Like we are doing in this, in this decade, this was a time when the general manager had to work deals with other cities, other teams to get players. Like when they got Scotty, that wasn't there. They had to make a trade to do it. He did good things to, to bring people over and build this team. But that could have been enough for him. This is where, like, ego does get in the way. Well, they said he had an ego. Yeah. But how do you have – you're not an athlete. You're the guy who can put it together. Man, be happy for what you put – you see the you see the championships. You get the ring. Why are you still a dick? They said he
0: had uh, short fat kid syndrome. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, I, and I remember when they said that, I posted – like, you know, I don't want to not give the man credit – they said, other than Michael Jordan, he was responsible for all the other pieces. But it's just like, dude, <clears throat> yeah, it sucks that you, you're you not blessed with height and a great build and good looks. And it, it sucks. And two you working know?
1: eyes. Huh? And two working and two eyes. Work, that
0: motherfucker built like the penguin, nigga, from Batman. You got the Danny DeVito body. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like dick probably as small as a thimble. You know, and it's just... Look who you're around! You're around a bunch of six foot niggas. You know what I mean? Athletically in shape with six packs and big dicks, and who are rich. So you know, thank you. But motherfucker, look what you're up against.
1: What did he really want? Man, I would have just wanted the ring, and I would have known that I built that. What, what? 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 But did he? But he?
0: But did he think he was supposed to get the same rewards as them? Bunch of women, bunch of adulation, fans screaming his name. You're, you're in the you're in the office no one knows who you are you're behind a desk
1: no not only that but when you're the guy that's in the office and the coach you, you feel is getting too much credit and the media at the same time is saying, hey Phil might be a great coach but really any coach could just roll out the ball to Jordan and win a championship and that was said at the time and I, I, no, I know that's it's, not true no, it was that's at the time true. at the time it was said I'm not saying it's true today. At the time, people if, felt... If that's,
0: the, if that's the case, Doug Collins would have won a championship. With no, because
1: Doug was replaced that first year. Jo- I, I think they're going to get into that. I don't think Jordan Jordan did not like Doug. He liked Phil. No, he did. He but he did he liked like Doug. Phil better. He wanted Phil as the head coach.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I know he, he had a lot of love for Doug, but Doug was unsuccessful.
1: Well, Doug didn't really get a lot of time to get successful. Uh, he, had, he had a year. One year. But it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad year. It just wasn't a championship year. But Phil took it to another level. Phil did because Phil was able to maneuver people. Listen, Doug Collins could not have had Dennis Rodman. He couldn't have stayed that all that time and then had Dennis Rodman.
0: I don't think he could have control. And, and it, let me not use the word control because one of the reasons why Dennis Rodman himself loved Chuck Daly and Phil so much is because they didn't try to control him. I think Doug would have tried to control him and completely lost him. Right. Let me say something that Shaq once said. He goes, one of the reasons why we love Phil is because Phil never panicked. When the troops see the captain panic, they panic. And Jordan said that when he played his first game for Doug Collins, Doug Collins had chewed some gum for so long, so aggressively, out of nervousness. Did he had like a white powder build up in the corner of his lips, and towards the last couple minutes of the game, Jordan hands Doug Collins a cup of water and goes, "Hey, coach, drink this water, wipe that white, get that white stuff off your lips. I'm not gonna let you lose your first game." <laughs> now, this is your player telling the coach to be cool.
1: Yeah. Whereas Phil Jackson was cool. Well, and if you looked at Doug when he played that year. All, his suits were always wet at all the games. He would sweat, oh, he was a nervous wreck. He would sweat through his suits. But he was a great coach. Doug Collins really missed because he was a great coach. Now, I don't think he would have been a great coach for that second run. I think he would have been great in that first run. But that, that isn't the way it happened.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, don't think, I don't think he would have been able to hold the players. Sustain well, holding the players. I would
1: like to hear what happened with that. that would be not, I hope they do get it in there. Because even when he
0: went to the Wizards and Mike was with him at the Wizards, uh, at one point, I, again, I got a book on it about the Wizards' two seasons with Mike. One of the players disrespected Coach Collins in the locker room during, a, during the halftime of a game. And he said Mike had to step in and tell him, hey, we don't talk that way to our coach. So if C- Collins had the ability to, to, to control the troops and maintain the respect— you don't get stories like that. Yeah, ma- you don't get your star player telling you, take a drink, wipe the white shit off your lips. I'm not going to let you lose. <laughs> uh,
1: that's just, yeah. They're, they're, people have ticks. That was just Colin's tics. He was too fucking nervous. Yeah, well, and that probably doesn't make the bench feel good.
0: Let me ask you something, Jew guy, <laughs> since you're, you're, you come from the people of money. Um,
1: I, I don't the, come from the people of money. I'm adjacent to people with money.
0: Oh, okay. So you're a bad, you just like to do, you're you a, uh, what do they call it? A uh, white trash Jew. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, on first take, the question was this, and it was very interesting because Jerry Reinshoff basically said to Pippen, don't sign this contract. It's crazy if you sign this I contract. I wouldn't sign this contract. Because yeah. he knew it was a shit contract. And he said, if you sign it, don't come back to me trying to renegotiate. And Stephen A. Smith's point was, look, At that time, the NBA had exploded like never before in terms of teams making money. Part of the reason for that explosion was the Bulls and the personnel responsible, Michael Scotty. So how do you as an owner not go, you know what, I know what I said. We know this is a shit deal. Let's renegotiate. Let me try to make it right for you. Let me show you some loyalty. Now, I know this is business. And in the rule of business, there's no loyalty. It's business. But how could you be that cutthroat knowing what this guy has given you as an organization?
1: Well, first of all, I don't agree with that, with, uh, with Reinsdorf. I would, uh, I would have renegotiated uh, a contract for someone who meant that much to the team and the city. Without, without a doubt. Um, but... Also, Jordan was in that same situation where he wasn't getting paid. And that was kind of what they had to hang it on is because Jordan wasn't getting paid. Uh, he was never in the top. I don't even think in the top 10. Uh, right. When he was in. But they had a lot of opportunity, especially Jordan, but still had a lot of opportunity in a major city to make money outside of your contract. Jordan never made the same. He made always made more money in his outside businesses than he did in... Uh, in the advertising field than he did in uh, playing in the NBA. He made more money outside the NBA. So, and I'm sure Scotty was making good money outside the NBA as well. But I would have wanted to renegotiate that because I would have wanted it to stay true to my players and my team. And this is where um, something happened. And it's partly, I, I, again, being from Phoenix, there was a time when Scotty wanted to come to Phoenix. And it's because we had a great owner back then in Phoenix. And uh, that's what why I would have wanted to renegotiate his team, his deal, so that players wanted to come play there because they knew the ownership was great. And that's what Reinsdorf didn't have. But the thing is, there was a different. Uh, the NBA deal was different than the contracts between the players and the management was different. So they had a lot more control. The ownership did. And right. Reinsdorf said, and if he he didn't want to break the precedent because if he did, then he would have to renegotiate with other players, and he didn't want to do that. So that's how those guys stick. Keep their money, man. Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy the
0: last part of that. Uh, that whole, you know, if I do one, I have to do all. Because first of all, everybody knows who the golden goose is, they, which means they know and accept preferential treatment. That's, that's just what it is. Um, I just think that's greedy motherfuckers being greedy.
1: It is. But that's that's
0: fucking crazy. But that's, that's crazy. That's
1: money in general. Listen, even, okay, without without really getting too far into it, look, there's there's plenty of billionaires in this world. They could be done. They could stop.
0: They have enough. I know you're never supposed to say there's such a thing as too much money, but when is enough? Well, it's certainly it's certainly at the point where you're going. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn people off. I'm risk relationships. I'm going to alienate
1: people by being greedy. I agree with you hundred percent. And that's why I would have renegotiated the deal, especially we're also leaving out the fact that he turned, what do you pay for the bulls? 12 million, 20 million, wow. something like that. Right. He, and at the time he was, it, it turned into uh like $50 million investment with the bull with, 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 with that team. Right. So, how, how do you not go? Okay, well, I would have given Ray, I would have just walked in and goes, Everybody gets a raise. This year, everybody gets Jesus. a raise. And the crazy, you know, and like Mike said,
0: we were winning. It'd be one thing if we played the season and someone took it from us. We were winning. I honestly think if Jordan hadn't played baseball and they hadn't made a turn, you know, basically broken the team up, dude, you, you don't think they could have won? Ten straight championships?
1: I don't. I don't. I thought about it, and I think they get. An, I think they get an extra championship by him taking that year and a half off. I think. So that,
0: if he had, if he had to take a year off, you think the Rockets would have beat them?
1: I think the following year the Rockets might have beat them. They were tired. Really? They were tired. They were beat up. It was, Rockets had a great team. They take the year off. Jordan rests takes the half of the year off, but he's still working out. He's staying in shape, not game shape, but in shape. He gets healthy, comes back, and they do a three-peat. I think that they would have lost and then maybe been able to win two more, and then that would have been it. Because if, if they didn't have a team that was just killing it, uh, Kraus would have been able to break him up. Because do not this is the thing, I, I text you about this, that they hadn't said in the special. coach was brought in. That's a Reinsdorf deal. Not Reinsdorf. That was a, that was a Kraus, Kraus deal. Kraus. Because he was that was his plan to start the rebuild. That's what Tony was part of. So Well, I, I remember doing the dream
0: team special, uh, they specifically said that Michael and Scotty were upset about that and that they made it their personal mission when they played Croatia to destroy Tony. And that's what they
1: did. Yeah. No, because they didn't they, they didn't need him, and it it wasn't that they didn't need him. Because Ku coach played a great part in that. In in the he year. was huge. So, uh, but they, uh, but they just that, that wasn't. They didn't want to rebuild, and that's what was happening. That was the fight behind the scenes, and I knew it was bad. I just didn't know it was as. I didn't know Krause was that big of a dick until this special. And but you know what else I didn't realize? And this is this. Jordan drives a Corvette. Oh shit, motherfucker, Corvette!
0: You know, back in the nineties. That was a pussy weather. So, so was a Ferrari.
1: So was a he had that too. So was
0: a Porsche. He had that too.
1: I saw the Corvette pull up, and I was like,
0: "Ah, oh, man, trust me. He he got he got that man's worth two point one billion. He got a gang of shit."
1: I, I, I just saw a Corvette. That's what I saw.
0: Well, again,
1: just because that's saw <laughs> you saw on me, that's all there was. Okay, but. I wanted to see, I I was, when he pulled up, I wanted to see something. And that, did you, what did you think of your, what
0: did you think when Scott Burrell got a hug from Ron Harper and he wanted to hug Mike and Mike looked at him with that cold in his eyes and said, basically said, I ain't hugging you motherfucker. It don't count.
1: It don't count. I thought that that was unbelievable because it's so, it speaks that, that speaks to the whole series that we're going to see of who Jordan is. You, you don't don't uh, don't congratulate yourself for something that doesn't deserve. Congratulations.
0: There we go. Oh, young generation
1: three and six. six. You want a hug?
0: <laughs> Y'all want hugs at three and six.
1: Listen, you, you're yelling that at them. I'm going to get the most heat out of anything I've ever said on this podcast about taking bird before LeBron that they're going yeah, to, they, you are. Yeah. They're going to say, I, I, I agree
0: with you on that. one. But
1: you don't have to agree with me. I'll I'll grab stats. We'll start putting it up.
0: But I definitely I definitely agree with you about the hugs.
1: Okay. But let me ask you this question because this was a quote. I think it was uh Pat Riley's quote. Um because you have LeBron. Okay, so it's the end of the game, the last shot of the game. Who do you want taking that shot? Jordan, LeBron, or Bird?
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I put I put LeBron in your starting 5 over Bird. But if the last second shot is due, I, 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 I sit LeBron down and bring in Bird.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was Riley's, Riley's quote was, if it was uh, the last shot of the game, I'm going with Jordan. If it was my life dependent on that last shot, I'm going with Bird. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. But that's, and, I just, and, and
0: speaking of this, this is what I'm saying. Like, like, when these young kids, and this is why I get pissed up, pissed off, and riled up. When these young kids say Michael Jordan is overrated, and them motherfuckers that have used that word, and, it ain't, and let me be honest, it ain't just young kids. There's some goofy ass old niggas out there saying that dumb shit. Overrated. He played against truck drivers and plumbers. So you mean to tell me, Coach Roy Williams, Coach Pat Riley, Coach Bobby Knight, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, all champions. You're disrespecting them. If they're telling you this man is the greatest, I just named you six co-signers. All with championship pedigree. Why are we having this conversation?
1: Because there's still people that will that can put it, please,
0: please replace people with idiots.
1: No, I mean there's Idiot, something I to need be, you to say that idiots. There's something to be said about his stats, the way he plays, the way he brings up the players around him that Jordan didn't do. Where are you getting that from? He made people better. He made people better by being better and challenging them to be better. But LeBron actually plays the game in a way that can make you that helps you with your game, that helps you raise to another level in your game because he's giving you the ball where you need the ball.
0: You know, I I'll put it to you like this. They're both disciplinarians, Michael and LeBron. Just their styles are different. LeBron is like a white Jewish mom. There's a lot of timeouts. There's a lot of threatening of taking away the <laughs> the, the, the Capri Suns and the, and the Graham Crackers, they're, they're threatening to turn off SpongeBob and, and go sit in the corner. No,
1: leave, and then there's, leave the room and go to another city and come back. To yeah, yeah.
0: Michael is a, I'm going to go get a switch and I'm going to whip your ass butt naked. And if child services comes over, I'm whipping them too. This, it's, you know, they're trying to accomplish the same thing. Yeah. But and, Mike is just wrong with it. But, okay,
1: and before we go any further, so I don't get so, uh, so many uh, criticisms from everybody, LeBron's still my number two, even though he comes off the bench for me. And I, it's hard to explain, but I, I picked a two. Number team. two in terms of greatest players? Yeah. Yeah. So you put him over Kobe? Yeah.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Kobe's still in my top five. Yeah. But... Yeah, over LeBron because just his size and his ability.
0: Yeah, you know my mission is to put an end to the bigger, stronger, faster
1: words. But that's it.
0: I I I think that is so overly used. Bigger, stronger, faster. What is he doing that Mike has not been able to
1: do? Okay, but because you but but you do take this a little personally. Let's let's put this a different way. If me and you were coaching and we had, or we were the general managers and we got to draft and we get, we had pick one and two and it was Jordan and LeBron was up and you could pick either one. You would pick Jordan, obviously. Yeah. I would pick LeBron because you already picked Jordan if you picked first, right? Right. Did either one of us lose, though? Depends on
0: how you ultimately look at losing. Here's what I'm saying, and this is why... Math don't lie, and I'm a, and I'm and I'm gonna quote my girl Kyla Lacey, here for a second. I would love to live in a world where I could disagree with math. Six and O is a winning record.
1: I got you. Three and six isn't. But I'm talking. I was just saying from a perspective. Did either one of us lose? Because I'll tell you right now. Uh, I would let you have Jordan and Pippen if I could have LeBron and Kobe. You would want that? LeBron and Kobe? You don't think that they might that might be a problem? No, I don't think so at all. Because Kobe would stay Kobe, and LeBron would become even more of about- a... That
0: might be true. That might be true. Yeah, because he don't have a... Well, yeah. I don't know, though it's the better defender than lebron.
1: Yeah, but and Kobe though will dish to LeBron when LeBron's open as well. Now Kobe doesn't always will he? pass. If he was under the basket, the bigger, the stronger, yeah, if there was a guy that size, I think he would. I think he would. I don't think it would be he changed his game as he played a little bit more. I would take dude, that you know, when we do this, it's hard to say this one's better than that one. And I agree with you. Jordan to me is the best player who's ever played the game. But Take it a step further. Let's take it and let's, let's say that you get Jordan, like he said, you didn't, he didn't win those championships without Scotty. So, who do you give LeBron and could they build a team that could be equally as successful against each other? And that's why I just said LeBron and Kobe. And, and you know what? Yeah,
0: listen, for the record, I,
1: again, I'll say this and I say
0: it every time. I don't dislike LeBron. I, 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 I recognize him for the player he is, and he truly is one of the greatest to ever play the game. I just can't stand people trying to say I'll even say he's as good as, but don't tell me he's better than because I actually sent a post and I might even pull it up while we're here or I don't know if I already did, but the statistics LeBron versus Mike, there was numbers in green and numbers in red, green, green, whoever had the most green, Legs in stats, Mike had more green than LeBron. Plus, six and zero versus three and six. Why are we debating this?
1: Well, you could take it a different step too, even past the the, the statistics of the games. Of the, uh, what about games played? What about not taking time off? We're talking about a person who played, and that's what they talked about too. He played every game. He didn't play when he broke his foot, obviously. Right. There was no load management. None, none of that. There, 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 yeah, there was no taking off.
0: He played all 82 games. And again, had Michael not retired for almost three years, had he come straight out of uh, high school, those stats are very different.
1: Completely different.
0: Had he not been forced out of the league by, by, the crowd, by the Jerry's, those stats are very different. And you know what? Let me say this again. When we talk about all the ingredients that make up GOAT status, And this is why I was getting so hyped. And this is why I was sending out so many posts uh, at an alarming rate. Because as I'm watching this thing, they're revealing different things that make me go, and I've been saying that. That's my point. Like, people will bring up Kareem. Yo, really, if you think about it, Kareem's the GOAT. He has six rings, and he's the number one scorer. But part of the ingredients that make you the GOAT is impact on the game kareem was aloof kareem didn't like the media kareem did not talk to the media he didn't talk to fans he was known as a as a mean guy michael jordan took the game global did you see the impact when they went to paris yeah people all over the world idolized this man impact kareem did not have impact
1: well will Bone said it the best when he said that no other babe ruth and muhammad ali and then and jordan. jordan that's it and to this day, I still think that's it. Yes. Maybe Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady. But see, the difference between Tom Brady and the other guys that we just mentioned, Tom Brady wears a helmet. And I know that it sounds ridiculous because you see it without I know what you're going with that. Yep. But we see the other guys full face all the time doing what they do.
0: But we, but, but but Tom is famous enough that we know who Tom
1: is. Yeah, but when he's walking around, it he doesn't. I, I I know what you're saying, but when you see Jordan, you know it's Jordan. When you used to when when Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali, we knew who Muhammad Ali because we saw his face all the time. I right. know we see Brady's face, but it's usually covered up. The majority of looking at Brady, his face is covered. I know it sounds small, and if you're a real Brady fan, of course you're going to know who he is. But what I'm talking about when you say changes the NBA. When you change the NBA, that means you don't change it to its fans because you already have those people. That means right. you change it to the world. Right? You bring in new fans yeah. that may not have even watched the game, never even cared about the game. And you telling me LeBron has the same impact on a global level as Mike? No. No. No, but no. But now let's again. I'm only going to ta- tell. I'm only doing this to be fair. If LeBron was older and he had he came out when he did, would have he had the impact to change the game? He has a great personality. He's a good dude. He has a great game. And that's when the NBA was poised to grow. David Stern was there. David Stern. The, the other thing that hasn't been talked about either yet is the relationship between David Stern and Michael Jordan. Because that those two together is what made the game. Michael was ready. was, was big and amazing player, but he needed also to have a partner in that to blow it up to the world. And that's where Stern,
0: Stern was his Stern was his Scorsese.
1: Yeah. To his yeah. It, yeah. That is, that is it, man.
0: So, like, dude, I, you, and I, I may have asked you this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You've, you've seen Michael play live, right? Yeah.
1: Once. And I love okay. that. They said that though, in the show, did you see where in the show where he says, uh, Michael played every game. Wanted to play a, and yeah. go at it every game because there could be someone new who's never seen him in the stands before. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you, and you tell me if I'm you, you, you co-sign this for me. Well, let me, let me ask you first. You seen LeBron play live?
1: No, I haven't. I, honestly, I haven't.
0: Okay, let you seen Kobe?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, even with Kobe, and I think LeBron to a lesser degree. When you saw Kobe at the free throw line,
1: did the flashbulb go off like it was a rock concert? No, Jordan is the the, the the movie star of that's what I'm saying. When Mike would play,
0: when he stood at the free throw line, dude, flashbulbs like it was a
1: rock concert. Well, LeBron didn't get that. Well, but again, the game's fully formed. There's, it has already has its fans. The stadiums are sold out, so we know the people that have come to the game now aren't. Uh, this isn't their first time seeing greatness. Jordan was, you know, I imagine the first time uh, that Dr. J did one of his dunks from Rucker Park into the NBA, people were like, oh, my God. And that changed the game. But and then as we move forward into time, you saw when there's a a specific uh, turnaround shot that Jordan did on Larry Bird when they showed it in, in that where he turns he turns left. And then back to right and then jumps over, you know, jumps up and and just hits the shot. But it was so like I hadn't seen anybody move like that. And as a matter of fact, I still haven't seen anybody move like that. The quickness, the game, the grace, it, it's different. Right. I, 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 that's why it's so easy for me to side with you. And that's why I keep trying to bring up other scenarios where I can say, is this guy better? Because I, I don't want to think that I just drank the Kool-Aid and I bought in. I want to know, let other people know, I've thought about these scenarios. Yeah, man. Uh, You know, and and,
0: and, and again, there might be people going, well, look, every era, people thought their era was the shit. I'm sure when Bill Russell played in his peak, Oscar Robertson, our dad's, I don't know how far back it goes, but our dad's dad or our dad's. Right? But they go back, to my dad and his prime, their dads.
1: Yeah, college basketball was bigger back okay. then.
0: Okay, okay. There's no way you're convincing me that the Russell, Oscar Robinson era
1: was better than the 80s and the 90s. You no. can't convince me of that. No, the game was different, so I'm sure it was. But watching Bill Russell play basketball had to be amazing at that time, though, as well.
0: Because there was one nigga amongst the seal white midgets.
1: No, and Oscar It looked would- like a
0: circus act.
1: Dude, you know, there, there's this period in the 80s when there was a lot of drugs, and there was a lot of great basketball players at that time. It would have been great. Uh, that's I, honestly, I, I shouldn't I don't know why I even brought up the drugs part, but the 80s at that time, that's when base, basketball was starting to really become, that's when the game was turning into the game closer to what we see now. I, and I'm going to be honest, too. The game that we have now, when everybody's making these comparisons, the defense is so different. Uh, you can't compare. It is hard to compare. I, I, and, and saying that again, if bigger, faster, stronger meant anything, it would have meant it more during Jordan's era than it means right now during LeBron's era.
0: Other, I, I'm going to tell you this, and this is how I know I appreciate LeBron James. Honestly, I, think, I don't know how many more years he's got left, but I think what he's done, other than Zion Williams, who excites you? Like there's nobody I'm looking at going, yo. Like before Zion Williams, you know you had the crop of Carmelo, LeBron, D Wade. Before then, of course, you had Kobe, KG, Dirk Nowitzki. It felt like every t- every year there was a new crop of hey. There's a handful of guys that's gonna maintain this level. There is other than Zion. No one excites me. Yeah,
1: how can you who? say that? Who? Well, if I wasn't high, I would start naming players right now. But uh, I don't
0: even—I don't even think you can blame it on the on the drugs, nigga. Yeah,
1: I, I can't because there's players that I really like. Uh, who just won the? Who just won the championship in? Uh, who just won? What? <laughs> won the? from uh From Toronto? Win? What? Kawhi? Yeah, Kawhi is an awesome player. Everybody on Philadelphia is great right now.
0: Yeah, but they ain't game changers, man. They ain't game. We're talking about game changers. LeBron, Colby, MJ, Magic, Bird, game changers. Dr. J, game changer.
1: There, there's some- Zion
0: seems like he will be a physical specimen. Game changer. Yeah, if his- Other than him?
1: Uh, who else do we have? I don't know. There's do, other places. Yeah, right.
0: Let me ask you this: I want to go back to your uh, to the to the iconic legends that Will Bond said it was Jordan, Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, and we said Wayne Brady. I gotta ask: Do you throw Wayne Gretzky in that? No. Is it because you're not a hockey fan, or you just don't think?
1: No, he he is for hockey. But hockey doesn't. Have but not that, overall. The hockey doesn't have that kind of. Uh, you write it though, especially well I'm, in Canada. It's number one yeah, in Canada. But like, if you threw uh, football, soccer in there, there the the, the good looking dude. In soccer, yeah, there's a good looking dude in soccer. I think he's retired. Well, you now. know, we
0: don't give a fuck about. Yeah, soccer, we dude. don't.
1: But worldwide, he's game changer. Well, we the dude don't give who's married. The, the dude who's married to the Spice Girl. That dude. If I know that, I'm a homosexual. Beckham. Oh. But he was probably I don't know if he was great. He's probably just good looking.
0: Yeah, well, you know, yeah, sometimes that, you know, well that's speaking the, of good looking like like nigga, uh Rick Fox nigga was pristine, wasn't
1: he? <laughs> dude, this is the third time you brought up Rick Fox looking. Good. Listen, no, listen, I was watching
0: Building a Dynasty. <laughs> about the Lakers. They finally aired parts three and four and he was featured a lot in three. That was a pristine nigga,
1: man. Dude, remember he was dating um, who was Vanessa Williams. Okay, they walked, they were in Saks Fifth Avenue together when they were together uh, and I worked there and they walked through. Dude, That was, to me, that was a game changer for me. Man, that nigga
0: looked like clean
1: piss. Those two together? Oh, my God. Right. There wasn't a better looking couple ever. Dude, I wonder what's that nigga's flaw? (laughs) Uh, I'm not even worried about it. He could have all the flaws he wants. It must be big because, I don't know.
0: I don't know about all that, but I know, you know, that motherfucker, like, damn, Shaq, what they call him, Pretty Ricky. even in old age man he looks like a a disney the male hero in a disney cartoon
1: okay fuck him what do we we gotta get back to what about rodman because we didn't talk about rodman at all really in this well his
0: his, this sunday is gonna be his thing yeah because i think the way they're breaking it down was part one was michael two was scotty three is rodman and then from there it's you know open it'll either be phil or open game
1: yeah yeah, they have to have one on Phil, but what did you, but there's a little bit of Rodman that's come up. What do you, what did you, I mean. Hey man, Rodman, Rodman's an interesting character,
0: man. And, and again, I, I, this morning I watched first tape cause I knew they were going to be talking about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think Max Kellerman said it best when he was like, you know, as good as Horace Grant was power forward defender, Rodman was ridiculous. He was just next level. Yeah. So it's like you got the number one player, the number one well, number two best, second best player, the best coach, and the best rebounder and rebounder and defender.
1: And what was great about Rodman for the team is he didn't care if he took a shot forever. He could have right. waited the whole season and not taken a shot. Right. And he didn't care. That that's no. what, that's what made that's what made that a perfect fit. That's why when I gave you my top five, that's why I said Duncan is my is my power forward with that team because he plays such a team game. If he didn't get 20 points, I don't think he cared. Right. You know, that's so... Uh, you, did you give me a top five? Who's your starting five?
0: Oh, shit. Um, Magic, Michael, um, LeBron. Uh, you know, I'm, no, let me stick to it. LeBron... Power forward, power forward, power forward. I gotta go with Tim Duncan because of the skill level. Um and then Shaq.
1: Dude, but Shaq, you can you you at the end of the game you make Shaq you have to take put Shaq on the bench. You do the hack of Shaq. Now you- Yeah, but, but
0: between Jordan between Jordan, Magic, and LeBron, you've got enough scoring. And Duncan, you got enough scoring.
1: Dude, you wouldn't want Akeem. Shaq, Shaq is on my third team. Third team because I have Akeem next. I can't let an
0: African nigga get ahead of Shaq. Something about being African. I got. I got to give it to America.
1: Dude, I
0: and, I, and Shaq was so dominant. Dude. I
1: love Shaq. I wanted. I wanted to put him on my first team, but the free throws. And and, yeah, and I'm not so. I'm not worried about that with the other okay. four out there. Okay, but wait. Let me let me put this with you too, though. So you take Shaq and Jordan. Do you think they get along? Because Shaq isn't going to come in. Shaq isn't going to come in in shape? I don't think so.
0: I think, again, I think between Phil and Michael, those two influences, you get your shit together. Uh, Obviously, I believe Shaq respected Kobe, but Shaq believed it was his team. He believed he was number one. why should I listen to number two? You're not coming to Chicago and thinking you're number one. And even Shaq said, growing up, he thought Mike was a god. And when he played against Mike, he was nervous because he felt like he was playing a god. That's what I mean when I say impact. Michael has an effect on you that other players do not. Listen, I got the jersey hanging up in my theater room signed by my man Jalen Rose. When I was in L.A., My manager, again, was Norm Nixon, Debbie Allen's husband. Norm was not just a manager for talent in terms of entertainment. Hey, your
1: your headphones are busting up a little bit. I don't know what's happening. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Yeah.
0: He also uh, repped talent for the NBA, and one of his first clients was Jalen Rose. Um, So I know Jalen. Jalen and I, I know Jalen for a long time. Jalen said once in an interview, he literally said, yo, Michael Jordan's the only player that when he would walk into a room, other NBA other NBA players turned into groupies. Yeah. They just melted. So I think Shaq respects Mike and falls in line.
1: Dude, I I, I don't know. I, I put together teams that I just thought the personalities would work together. I, I, I see like when I said Pippen and Duncan, I could see hanging out. Being that quote, those quiet guys, the guys that you're putting the game together, those two would be
0: fierce. Oh my god, from a defensive length scoring standpoint. Oh, real quick, uh, hello to all the women out there. We're almost done. Up,
1: uh, yeah, I, I just that would be <laughs> all right. So, we're gonna get to uh, uh, next one. We- what we're, we're a- at time, a little over an hour. Are we really? Yeah. I only said that because I know
0: for some of the women that have written in and said, "I don't like when you guys talk sports." Them bitches have checked out,
1: Yeah, but they like Michael. See, that's (laughs) (laughs) well, true indeed. Speaking of which, oh, I
0: gotta, I gotta mention this. I gotta mention this. So as I was watching the thing last night, uh, you know, his wife, Mike's current wife, the Puerto Rican chick. um, Have you seen? Have you have you read what she gets prenup wise? No. For every year that they stay married, she gets a million dollars. And at the 10 year mark from then on, she gets five million a year. For every child, she gets, I think, four million. And they got two kids. Jesus fucking Christ. Can you imagine as a woman, and they met at a nightclub? You're not planning for this, but you put on some heels. You take a shower, you put on your sexy shit, you do your hair, you put on your makeup, not knowing that before the stroke of midnight, your life is going to change forever. You are going to meet a a six foot six lotto ticket and your life is changed forever.
1: See, here's the problem with what you're saying right now. And I hope all women hear this. Every woman already believes that when they go out every single night. You know what? Here, here. They believe that that's going to happen to them. And why someone. And most
0: of y'all end up with Jerry Krause. And I'm not talking about with the money. I'm just talking about some penguin built Danny DeVito stubby nigga.
1: Yeah. And then, and that person, whoever gets that woman and he, she gets that person, she makes him feel like that person for the rest of his life. <sighs> What
0: dude goes, man, I'm going to just get dressed, put my shit on, and I'm going to meet a bitch that's going to change my life financially forever? Never.
1: No man can do that. Well, okay. Like, oh, you said you met Brad Pitt. He's, you say he's a good looking dude uh, in person. Yes. Yes. So do you think, let's say he he didn't, because I, I know he's from, this, he's from uh, like Oklahoma or something like that, right? I don't know where he's from. Somewhere in the South, though, I think. Anyway, let's say he stayed back home. Let's say he didn't make it as an actor. You don't think that someone like Brad could have met someone that could change his life? At Oklahoma? No, not Oklahoma. Just wherever. Like, every, every he could. Let, 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 let's and, say Charlotte. he's in uh, Charlotte.
0: Nigga, the chances of that are one in a gazillion. The chances of, 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 the, of a regular woman meeting the Jordan ain't fucking astronomical, but it's better than us. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's better than ours. It's
1: definitely true.
0: Oh, goodness. That's unbelievable. Like, what do you say when you, like, how does that go when Michael Jordan goes, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm Michael Jordan. Not like bitch you don't know who he is, but he's got to still play the role. Um, give me your phone number. Like, what? What do you go home thinking? What is the drop? That's got to be on your mind. The entire, every streetlight you hit, you got to be thinking how to suck this nigga's dick from a different angle.
1: Honestly, I'm going to tell you, this is how fucked up I am. I'm watching the show, and I'm probably about, I'm into the second, it's the second hour. And I think to myself, man, how do I get sponsored by Jumpman? How do I... Like I I understand why women think that way because I was like, if I could just, if I just had an in, I could just wear Jordan shit all day every day. Here's what you do.
0: Here's what you do. As you drive home at every stoplight, you're thinking about every angle on how to suck that nigga's dick. Dude, I just the irony to me was in as they interviewed Jordan's coach from high school, the one that cut him. From lady yeah, High? Yeah, 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 I'm sitting there I'm going, can, now this is full circle. This is the man that cut Michael Jordan. Told him he wasn't good enough. Look at his shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was wearing that Nike shirt. The, With Jordan's, Jordan's emblem Yeah, Jordan's shirt, yeah. Like, Jesus, man. Dude, what's so funny to me, though, did you hear when he said, uh, yeah, but his game really changed between his sophomore and junior year. <laughs> 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 uh, man we could see it we call north carolina yeah you know it's funny but i mean when you think about it for the coach to say that and he did cut him how much did his game change how like devoted and was it the size was it his what i just have never like not been good at something and then several months later i'm great at something i, I don't understand how that works
0: I guess you just tighten the screws on the work ethic because you know like they kept saying his raw talent was unbelievable he just fixed what was weak and you know he got it to perfection
1: Well, and that's what he did when he went into the NBA too though because he got his three point down three point shot down that he didn't have when he came in Um, dude I, it's I don't know hey I, listen folks side bonus if you
0: really are a fan of Michael Jordan go to YouTube and look up Michael Jordan, Wizards Underrated. It's somebody pieced together basically, I don't want to call it a documentary, but like like a nice little entertainment clip of Michael Jordan's time with the Wizards. And here's, again, a testament to how incredible this motherfucker was. I think when Michael was with the Wizards, he was what, 44? 45? he still averaged 20 points a game. And look who he's Destroying a young Paul Pierce, a young Kevin Garnett, a young T-Mac, a young Vince Carter, a young Dirk Nowitzki at 40 with the Wizards.
1: Yeah, but, you know, uh, Steve Kirk kind of said, kind of explains that a little bit. It wasn't easy for him to win. Like it wasn't easy. Like they said for him, it was they thought it was easy for Jordan. He had to work for it. So you You know, with the Wizards, even when he was at the Bulls. Like at the end of the season, they were saying like they thought it was Jordan refused to lose. So could you imagine being in your 40s and you're Dean up against a guy that's in his 20s that has all the athleticism, all everything, all the gifts and there, he's in his prime and Jordan in his head just wills a way to beat that dude. How, how do you, where does that, I don't have that. I'm going to be honest. I don't have that. I'm not aggressive. You've seen me even as a comic. I don't try to, I'm not out there like trying to get in on everything I can and do it. I I, I just don't have that aggressive. I don't have that, that alpha personality like that. This dude is above alpha. This is, I don't know where this comes from. That even when you can say, okay, I'm Michael Jordan. I, but it's not enough that I'm going to play against you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a good effort in here. You're not gonna make me look bad. No, he made them look bad.
0: Yeah, at forty something.
1: That's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's that, that again. So I, let me
0: just end it right here. That's why when these young kids say this dumb shit, overrated. He played against garbage men and plumbers and truck drivers. This man was doing that at. Forty against guys who were in their twenties—that you would no way say you would no way in a million years call truck drivers, plumbers, and garbage men. If you want to call the old school dudes that from the eighties and nineties, which in and of itself is blasphemous. All right, whatever. But now we're talking about a young crop of guys. That, come on, man. Come on, like it, it just yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the next one, man. All right. Um, so,
1: what, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, edible did you take? Chocolate. Oh, chocolate, chocolate candy bar. So,
0: so, on a scale of one to ten, ten being about to jump out the window, where you at?
1: Oh no, I've I, I really calmed down because uh, it was about two hours ago.
0: Oh shit! Okay. So, you by yourself at
1: home? No, Tara's here, but she's uh, she's she's being a lawyer. She's she's a lawyer in the living room.
0: Oh shit. Okay. So she ain't
1: fucking with you. No, she's out there. She I she likes when I uh take a little weed, hang out and and, and just chill out, let her work for her right. eight to ten hours that she has to do. Dude, Someone right. in this family has to work.
0: Whew. Doing I heard i I think I'm a star. I'm about to go fill out an application at uh Best Buy, nigga.
1: I was gonna go to Put CBS. On a blue shirt I was gonna go this shit.
0: God damn. Um one last thing, and I, I got—I'll get off the Jordan thing, but I wanted to ask you this. I didn't want to forget. So when Jordan told the story about when he walked in on his teammates doing coke, smoking weed,
1: girls—was he snitching? No, because it's too—it's so long ago. All right. Because, like, like, even if, even if, uh, like, even, even if they were dealing drugs, the time—the time limit has run out. Like, you can't get—they can't get in any trouble now. Right. So, no, that's not snitching. That's a, that's telling the story.
0: Oh, and, and before I go, I have to do this. I'm so sorry. But this, this almost – we're about to escape me. Uh, I want to address real quick uh, to any of you guys, because I had a dude hit me up, and this moist-ass nigga hit me up at Monty, M-O-N-T-E, Rick R-I-K-J. And he says to me um, – I had to unfollow you, bro. I'm not sure if you're just a fan or obsessed, but it's too much for me. Keep in perspective, this is still a man you never met and don't know you exist. To which I said, dude, that is the gayest shit I've ever heard. First of all, sweet nuts, I'm a comic. And the crazy thing is you already know that. So what I do is 99.9% for entertainment. It's not to be taken serious. And whether you are entertained by it or not, or like it or not, it's subjective. And for you to assume that LeBron don't know me is foolish on your part. I met the man twice and he's a fan of comedy. I've been famous for 15 of my 30 years in the game with eight years on a hit show, <clears throat> three stand-up specials and a handful of movies. You get me confused with you. And you can bet your ass you don't know you exist. And lastly, thank you for unfollowing me because I don't want weak-ass moist niggas on my roster. The idea of another man being turned off because I'm tribal about my sports actually makes my dick itch. Nigga, go change your panty liner. Listen, guys, during the course of these Michael Jordan docs, I am going to get ridiculous. I'm going to get animated. I am going to be the guy you see at the football stadium with his chest and face painted with no shirt and 30-degree snow. That's how much this means to me. If you can't handle that type of tribalism, Dude, get the fuck out of here, man. We men. This is what we do. When dude said it to me, I just pictured his hand on his chest. Like it was too much.
1: What man says tribalism in sports is too much? Dude, and you always say that one of the reasons that you're so excited about this too, and you admit that you don't have that relationship where you, you and Jordan are boys. So it's not like you're even saying that in the first place. But you respect this man as the athlete as an entertainer and as an entertainer that you are, you know, how much work goes in. It inspires me. Exactly. And that's what this people, what people don't understand when they say sports, they don't understand that to be inspired by someone like that. I don't know who inspires that guy, but yeah. Pe- ain't nothing,
0: listen, and listen, ain't nothing wrong with aggressive sports tribalism. As long as it doesn't turn into violence, you know, if I'm throwing my kid across the room, cause you know, somebody didn't make a shot because my team loses or I'm taking the dinner that my wife made for me and I'm slapping her with it. Then, you know, you need to go seek some help,
1: dude. I'm telling you, I, I know people are going to d- disagree with me last time when I said this, but the COVID thing, us being locked up, I know there's domestic violence right now, but if we had, hey, sp- if we have sports on top of it, I'm saying it would be worse for 50% of the people watching sports. That's, That night, the kids would be yelled at, the wives would be yelled at. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody, and this is a serious note, but it was one of those things where your comedic brain was trying to do its thing, but they were saying because of the COVID-19 and the lockdown, you know, people shouldn't go anywhere. So, you know, you shouldn't leave your house. You got to stay home. So what happens to, you know, domestic abuse victims? And they can't go nowhere. they trapped. Like, like what happened? You know, it's not funny, but...
1: Yeah. Where do you go? Right. Uh, same thing. I, I, you know, it's... I know that we're not making it funny, and that's not the goal here. But we think about things in a different way. I automatically thought about the homeless. When you have to go home, and you're homeless, you're there. Where do you go? You're there. Right. So... Right. I mean, you you can't help but think about these things in the way that other people might not get it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Man. If you if you
0: trap if you trap at home, uh, you know, have a weapon. I mean, protect yourself. You know, or at very least, behave
1: <laughs> <laughs> quietly. Right.
0: These are the jokes, folks. Relax. These are the jokes. Uh,
1: these are COVID jokes.
0: Yeah, relax. We we There's enough shit going on in the world. You know, we got to laugh at something. I'm not trying to make light of that. I, why am I even fucking apologizing? God damn it, it's a joke. Uh, It's a joke, so shit. Oh, God. It's like you just stepped in shit. You just can't.
1: Dude, I, I, we, we can go for walks around here. We're supposed to be done by 8 o'clock or something like that. Right. And I walked into the police stations on the other side of the, the river here. So we walk around that thing. Police station's closed. You have really? To, you have to call. You can't come into police. You have to. It says right on the door: this door is closed. Call for appointment. You can't. You can't drop into the police here. You have to call and make an appointment.
0: We gotta keep it light. I gotta take a shit. All right. Uh, but 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 Aries, before we go,
1: what about the regular episode?
0: Look, just so y'all know, because this thing is fresh and hot off the presses. And we want to be like a newspaper company that gives it to you first. Every Wednesday, we're going to do the last dance takes. So every time you, you tune in on Wednesday, we're going to talk about the documentary. But on Thursday, we're going to be giving you bonus episodes of me and Andy talking shit like we normally do. So you get, you get, you get uh, just like the last dance, you're getting two, baby.
1: All right. Two per week. That sounds good. We'll do that. That, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. You got what you've been asking for, two episodes a week. There you go. So until this documentary is over,
0: you're gonna get some sports, and you're gonna get the race. You're gonna get the emails. You're gonna get all of it. So here we
1: go. So those ladies complaining about no more sports, do, you you could listen on Thursday because it's gonna and be you'll all get sports. Taste. Yeah, it's gonna be all sports on Wednesday.
0: What time is it? Game time. Ooh. Can you feel it, baby?